Okay, listening back the last recording, um, just before I put some sounds on it, it brought back some memories. And I think part of this whole exercise is to recall memories before they go away or they totally dissipate. Because that's what I find, memories are dissipating. So a part of this whole exercise is um, an attempt to record memories um, before the mind um, put them into file 13 or file them away completely. And we're talking about soccer days, so I'm kind of going back to some soccer days now. Yeah, I used to keep cold, and I think it was Pepsi. I don't think I was, I'm pretty sure I didn't make Colts. The match I was watching at Judges was a Colts match. Though. I know it was bigger guys because he was older than us um, and we were playing we played probably a Pepsi match earlier and then was watching Colts after instead of leaving so that's where that was but um, my goalkeeper days now <laughs> and little by little it's kind of just like the, the dendrites that's what they call it the dendrites the brain cells kind of just lighting up a little bit some brain cells that were sleeping is like and wait uh, you guys remember us? So they're kind of waking up now. Little electricity going to those dendrites, uh, whatever they call it. Um, and really that term coming back to me from high school days, bio class. Or the bio? Or physics? I think a bio. Anyway, goalkeeping days. I remember um, I was somehow cast in the role of a keeper from earlier, but I was never a great keeper. I wasn't a croft keeper. I was a good keeper, but I didn't consider myself a great keeper. I mean, I was good enough for us to win matches and I wasn't the keeper that six goals go into and they said, boy, you know, we don't have nobody because I didn't even have the build for it. I wasn't tall, you know, um, I wasn't a tall, skinny guy. I was a stocky guy, but I was a keeper. I remember some the word stout, somebody had described me as stout. That was it. I remember being described as a kid as stout. Big body and stout. <laughs> or cat body. Yes, I remember that cat body and stout. So, but I was agile. I would jump and spring and, you know, I was a springy guy. Spry, I guess the term is. I would get into keeping. And, yeah, I had some responsibility about me because, you know, I want to be our reliability but still the traits exceeded the talent <laughs> I want to say because I don't think I was a talented keeper average at, at best I'm probably striving to be average but um, wasn't the worst put it that way um, but I remember my sister that precedes me um, by a year and change, almost two years, she had a boyfriend named Lance. He was a baller. And they had a team in Arborview. And I remember him watching me play. Where? Can't remember where. And they say, yo, we need a keeper for our team, you know, we really need a keeper for our team. This name in Arborview, the team was called Color Red. Color Red. 
was it color red yes color red and i went and i played for that team in arborview in kingston as a keeper for a little bit for one season i remember that was probably the first time i get a real goalkeeper jersey the before that i got a jersey when i was in my first farm at Walmart. i did <laughs> lance this is another Lance, it's just funny that this other person named Lance was my classmate. And somehow was he responsible for buying the jerseys? I don't remember, but they bought jerseys for everybody except the keeper. I guess the money ran out or something. But what Lance did was to bring his brother, Salah, who was a goalkeeper for Britain where we grew up, jersey, and, and gave it to me. Or I thought he was given to me, only to be asked back for it after the matches but I still remember those jerseys with the V they were like red jerseys I think or burgundy with a white V across the front it wasn't meant to be a V it was to be two stripes but the two stripes start at either side of the shoulder and went down and met down by the below the belly button in a V they were two like well, one and a half inch stripes um white stripes so i remember those jerseys yeah that's what come into memory i didn't like them so i wasn't too 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 disappointed that i didn't get a jersey that looked like that in fact the goalkeeper jersey did look better than the actual team jersey that i got to borrow um soccer days soccer days going forward to as i grew up as a young man and uh, you know, because soccer days was good. We used, we used to play a lot of skimmage football in the car park behind. We played till late hours at night. Only to, well, the later my father got in, is the later we play for the most part. Uh, father would give us a good one if we, if he got in before us so or if we were on the road too late. So that was one of the things they would listen to for my father. Van, and it was a loud chick 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 bang bang. Bang bang kind of and you could hear it coming. It wasn't exactly like that, but then they would say, Yo, that's a common. My little brother would, you know, um, skidaddle and get in and pretend that we were home sleeping before he got in, for the most part. Um, but we'd play in the, in the, in the, in the car parks. The other day I went down to Britain when I was in Jamaica and the car parks looked so small and overcome with debris and gravel and broken bottles and I remember even seeing ashes and burnt wood and I'm like, wow, we used to play on that? Jeez, I mean, how could we have played on that? I mean, we would have, have some serious cuts, but we did play on it. And he was saying it, my body actually reminded me. It's almost like it's weird. Your body has a memory. Yes, my body just went a little bit um, chill, chill, chilly. Like, ugh. Like, it remembered me falling and taking out piece of my knee and leaving piece of my knee on the, on the, on the asphalt, right? But it wasn't that bad when we were growing up, though. And it didn't seem that small. Because we would play six aside. One, two, three, four, five, six, six aside, easy. So 12 of us would, would, would be on it. And sometimes as much as eight aside, probably. I don't think we went to it as much as 11. 
but even as much as one two three four five six seven eight yeah eight seven seven eight aside seven aside probably seven seven or seven fourteen yeah fourteen of us so mostly six aside sometimes four aside um sometimes the class two aside but six aside was what we play a lot six per side um we played a lot of six aside football in that in that on that field one two three four five six yeah uh, one two three four five six right two front three center one back or three front two center one back right so that was how we played it so um and i remember myself and patrick we always try not to be on the same feet side but patrick was a baller casey man kingston college man was a ball but a, a baller he could have played ball patrick could play ball and then you have um otis otis went to charges was it charges that otis went to otis was a baller you couldn't otis was like maradona when otis get the ball that ball was like his feet and the ball had some kind of force shield around the boat of them. You could never get the ball off Otis' foot. And he would move so fidgetedly around you and meticulously towards the goal. And he would do some like weird quick movements with his foot and score. I hated playing against Otis. I uh, didn't know if I ever loved as much playing with him because he would have the ball most of the time and he would go score anyhow. I know what kind of ball I play. I used to play run ball. Run, control, pass, run, control, pass. Beat two guy, control, pass. But I was a moving baller. I wasn't a beater man baller. One or two man you would beat. You know, if, if a man foot short enough, I can do a little um, step over and beat him. But I was more of a run, pass, and take shot at a very sharp accurate foot for them small goals that would shot into and i probably would be able to find myself somewhere into a proper position to support the ball game and run back and stuff like that but that was me i was a donkey on the field i was a run up and down run up run down overlap run up and down all, over, all around but we loved playing football loved it um, I remember the night before Hurricane Gilbert, we were playing till late. And I remember Hurricane Gilbert, 1998, we put up the gold, the, the stones in the road, and when the cars then pass, you know, might move them or they would go around the stones. And we were playing, and the, and the night was hot. Never forget it. And stiff, there was not a wind, no wind. We were just playing ball and sweating under the street lights. And um, we played till late. Don't, don't know where my dad was at the time so I could play till that late but we played till late and um, I remember when the rains started drizzling and they said a hurricane coming to us and I had a geography book from high school I loved geography so I had this geography book 
with maps and longitude and latitude and all that stuff and I was plotting that like a map that these 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 sample maps or these blank sheets worksheets with map of the Caribbean and with longitude and latitude and I could plot where each standard radio announcer would announce where the position of the, the eye of the hurricane I would plot it on the map and plot it and I remember it was making this arch this I don't even know how to describe it it's an arch that would start say at the bottom and it arches to the left but it goes up and arches it's coming from like it's coming from the east so on the southeast going northwest kind of thing arching and I remember it's arch it's actually following practically following the shape of the islands what they call the archipelagos or whatever they call it the leeward islands and I remember when I was plotting it I said wait as, as I put down the dot of the last coordinates heard on the news on the news I said wait this look like it coming directly to Jamaica and when I last plot I had and I should have kept that book I don't know because I had it for a long while was a plot right on the east coast at uh, Moran Point and that hurricane came in on the island and early in the morning I think it hit and I said that hurricane ripped the island apart man I remember listening as it was coming through as the lead winds were coming through and the radio announcer was talking on the radio because I would listen to the radio at night I probably had a little AMFM radio and he was talking about you know the hurricane and how there was light out here or flooding out west or Yellas Bridge wash out or um, people were being flooded out of their houses and then they were talking about the lights out and the power cut and 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 there may be looting um, in Kingston and and um, I remember him himself saying something to it was so hot I couldn't sleep it was so hot I couldn't see it. and we didn't have ACs, believe it or not, in those little concrete boxes that we lived in. We didn't and a lot still don't have AC. AC is a lot was isn't wasn't is a lot. AC wasn't even a luxury when I was there. AC wasn't even thought of. A luxury was a electric fan. That was what a luxury is. We would fall asleep fanning ourselves with newspaper. Never forget it. I would fan myself with newspaper and it's funny. I would fall asleep and my arm would fan a little bit for a little bit longer than I, than, you know, so I, before I fall asleep and then, you know, probably the paper fall out of my hand, fall to the ground or something. Uh, or we would wet up our shirts. I would wet up my shirt in the, in, the, in the face basin and put it on my chest to keep myself cool at night. So we're always, we're always catching the cold, always sick. My father used to say, boy, it's not like you have whooping cough or something like that or or something like you have um geez what's the name of that 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 that, that sickness ah uh, geez but i think i probably had it but it was undiagnosed that's one other thing with us growing up you know a lot of us jamaicans growing up especially growing up in certain areas we went through with undiagnosed sicknesses that they would diagnose nowadays quick and fast but we didn't have the 
mindset to go or even the luxury to some extent to go to doctors and all of that we didn't even think about it you just feel sick you drink a lot of water you eat a lot of orange orange oranges you you drink some chicken soup some noodle soup and uh, if you can afford it yeah the parents would buy buck buckley's some buckley syrup and you drink take two spoons of syrup and if in the latter days my father had a little concoction that he had in a in a bottle that was had some cannabis um stalks in there and some seeds and peppermint seed pimento seeds and and um tree bark and and, and a little bit of white rum and that would just stay in the um cabinet and then um and stew and marinate and whenever you're sick now he would tell you to go for the medicine and you go for the medicine and then bring a spoon and he chose a spoon is uh, you know chose out a quantity in the spoon and stick it in your mouth and you go to sleep you get drunk for a minute and you knock out and you go to sleep and sweat it out and you wake up and you're good again those are the days right no and all this covid stuff that's happening nowadays um so last massage where was i hurricane gilbert playing football late so that was the hurricane gilbert soccer night hurricane gilbert came and steered through the island we were without electricity for at least three months three months yes 30 days per month 31 some three months no electricity I remember Crushware became the thing at the time. There was a song that would play when we did get back some electricity. And that's when I had my Jet, my jet Star Disco. Um, don't get me started where I would run that sound system off some dead batteries that my father had brought and put on the veranda. Um, and you would hear um, McFerrin, um, Don't Worry, Be Happy. That played every day. 800 times a day <laughs> don't worry be happy don't worry be happy when I did a trouble make it double don't worry be happy so yeah we heard that every day and somehow it for the first couple it made us feel better but after a while it was just annoying man jeez every day um we i remember ice being a, a, a oh ice being a luxury you would if 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 you when you finally got some ice in your house somehow like you bite off somebody i don't know how we got ice and i go to some shop that finally found some way to make ice maybe they had a generator or something and you would use that try to get a couple drinks off that ice so i would drink my brother would drink my sister would drink all of us would drink off that one um slither of ice until it's all melted again as a crochet was a thing you know you, you wash and wear and everybody would be on the bus no no clothes was ironed and nice and and crisp it was all crushed and it was a lot of stuff i remember when the hurricane was coming through and me and my brother was um packing the bags the because i said that that the community is going to be flooded out so we had lived in portmore britain which was low lying and 
previously swampland. So the word was that the sea was going to take back the, um, the area, the land, because all of it was swamp. So there was this big fear for ever since that we moved here that swampland and the sea is going to come back and take back this land. Uh, Matalan has dumped up the land and da da da. So I remember the night uh, while the hurricane was passing through, all I was imagining is was this big tidal wave coming around the mountain. But that never happened. But I remember me and my little brother going out and packing sandbags in the hurricane because the water was the road. We were at the, one of the lowest points in the community right across from the drain. So it always flood. I mean, you cry and it flood. Now we have a full-blown hurricane. So it was doing the flooding thing big time now. So we actually packed the furniture in the house, in the middle of the house, and packed them on top of each other because I don't even know what we were thinking. Because as soon as that flooded, all of that nice um, packing would have just come crumbling down. Like what a game name when you pull the thing out and it fall down. So that was ridiculous. But we tried. My father was out saving people. He had a little Betsy truck in 1965, um, Bedford. And he was out. Um, remember the story was that he was out helping some folks move some stuff from their bar out. Um, Forum Hotel. And the sea came in and was taking away his truck. And he had to kind of get out of Dodge. Um, but me and my little brother would pack the sandbags. and put it at the front trying to keep the water out. With zinc flying over our head, satellite dish flying down the road back in the day, they had satellite dish days. Um, um, what else? I remember when the hurricane I was passing and it was so calm. I mean, you could see the birds flying in the eye, and you see the sun peeping through, and you just see this nice, crisp, well defined wall of cloud. and and the sun was just shining, coming through bright, bright, like there was not, like nothing had happened. Like, what are you talking about, Willis? What are the excitement for? The birds were like, you stay there. You don't know what's behind us. We flying right here. This is our safe spot. We going as fast as this thing. If I were you guys, I would get out of here. Cause that's what the birds, the birds were just looking at us like, if you know what's coming behind me. And I remember when the eye, the next the side, the, the, the other side of the eye wall was coming through, man. And man, I remember it was, I always say, I remember it like something out of the movies. Since then, they had a movie, I think it's called Mummy or something like that, where you had a wall of dead soldiers just overrun. And it was like that. You see this wall, this dark wall of precipitation coming down the hill. And then it just poof and hit. I remember the, the edgings because the first part of the hurricane, the edgings were 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 lean set to the uh, to the east because it, it was well saturated. The soil was saturated and everything kind of just leaned to the east, whichever whichever way. Because the water was the rain was falling, but the rain wasn't even hitting the ground. In fact. A lot of the water was just being picked up from off the flood and just thrown sideways. I never, I'll never forget it. I remember even thinking and telling the story that the rain fell sideways. The rain didn't go down. The rain fell sideways in that hurricane. Never forget it. Just, just pellets of rain just 
just just just just just just just just just like an automatic rifle frame like a like a like a jet a, a, a water jet a friend and um i remember when that i hit the edges that was at the, the front of our gate the edges just poof, the other way they are taking a while to, to to lean one way and then when the eye wall hit it just right immediately one action poof, they just swing the other way and the light post there was a pretty much a lot of electric poles that had lean one way and when the wind hit it it just boom, broke them and I think that was when most of the electricity went out through the island with that eye wall. Just broke more, I think like 60 something, 70 something percent or 80 percent something, but a high percentage of the infrastructure of electricity. Um, the, 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 the transmission poles were wiped out right across the island. And that's why we had to wait three months or they had to bring back electricity section by section folks fly down from the us from canada from australia from all over the world they brought in um these guys that worked on the poles right throughout the island bringing back you know replanting poles re removing the old ones or the destroyed one replanting poles and rerunning rewiring the island effectively re rewiring the island so gilbert was interesting i remember no water no running water because no electricity no water to run the pumps, the water pumps. And we had to find water. And I remember um, finding a well, a man-made well with a pump and everything. I think it was Matalan's. Matalan was the developer for Pomo. It was probably one of their wells that they had used back in the development days to put in their, their trucks. But they took off the stem that would bring the water out of the well. So we had to go down into the well which was pretty dangerous and we found it and the people knew up we, we, we made the people them um, aware of it and it became packed with people coming like you know like when you watched one of those movies or those documentaries these people just crowd around you and they crowded around the, the truck and we had packed up my father had packed up his truck with um his van with bottles people would throw the bottles and say just fill it up for us and they would throw everybody throwing it i don't even know who how they figured out who's bucket was whose when we returned but we just filled them up and yeah, the people would just be there hey my bucket man the red one there's my bucket which red one out of the 15 red one in the back here the white one they would which white one everybody knew the bucket so what happened now is people would once people found out about it and where it was located you would see streams of people walking and i remember with buckets on their head with water and i remember saying that's when the the the, the stush girl them the, the the stush and you know the prim and proper the proud girls that's when you see them carrying bucket on the head car they want water and that's when they're nice to you because they know you can get find the water so water became a, a luxury and a commodity that you could trade um a little niceness from a girl for yeah water so um gilbert was interesting gilbert days gilbert days was interested um the island never fully recovered. I mean, the coral, after the fact, I learned that the coral reefs got destroyed. That's how a lot, we lost a lot of our coral reefs. And that was the tolling bell for one of our favorite beach, Elsha Beach, which is now almost, you know, totally gone. Because the coral reefs got destroyed in these storms. 
um, Gilbert and Consequence Storms. I started this about football, my football days, and I gone into Gilbert days. Um, but I'm going to wrap this up now to say soccer days was something else. Um, I wanted to talk about when the World of Life Christian Fellowship football team won the um, first one, the best dress competition. So I, I started going to church as a, as a young man. There was a church called Word of Life Christian Fellowship in Britain. And long story, I met in an accident, heard them singing, and I said, I went walk over to the church. And not only that, one night I was standing with some virgins in a corner, and one of the church guys named Ren, Ren, when he drove a JPS Jimny vehicle, and he stopped and he started talking to us. I was like, this guy brave. I mean, this is some man sitting on a corner in Britain. And he just come up and start talking to us. And I never forget it. He said, let's have a prayer. And we had a prayer. And he quoted Matthew something where it says, where two or three, or two or three are gathered in my name, so am I. Something to that effect. And you know he invited me to church i never go never go until one day i hear them after the accident one day i crashed my, my vehicle can't get into that my first vehicle <laughs> and crash it and um i'll tell you another story and um went to the church and became a part of the church and started running the fo a football program with them and became the manager for the football team and it was a long story but we won the church competition. The manager, the football team was comprised of most of the youths and from the, the community because there was not much men in the church, were mostly women. So I got some of the boys them from off the, the corners to come, the corner boys to come and play Sample and Conrad and a whole lot of them. Um, and we played. And we won. We won the competition up by the UA field. Uh, Rene Simois was running the competition, him and um, um, Brown, Carl Brown, yeah, and we won. And in fact, they didn't want to give us the money to buy the jerseys. I bought the jerseys at Giscom Sports, I think, or Aguila, Aguila. And um, the, the church didn't want to give it because they weren't investing in the football program. They were more saying they wanted to do praise and worship and acting and stuff. They didn't think the football thing was something to invest in, but they said they would give me half the money if I can raise the next half, which I did. I raised the next half of the money, bought the gears, and we won the dress parade, which the check for the dress parade paid for all the gears so we could give the church back their money. And then we went on and won the round robin that night. And it was, a, it was one of those nights that I will never forget. And I invited the guys from the team to say you guys gotta come to church you win in the competition for the church you gotta come to church but i didn't want anybody in the church with these um plat up here men can't be wearing their hair plat back in the day there was this big thing about platting the hair and i remember the sunday who we went for the, the cup and we brought the cup to church and i went into the church and i saw a row filled with guys with afros <laughs> So I was so he was happy and amazed at the same time and they called me up and said to do a testimony and they gave me the mic and I did the testimony listening to my own voice I think that was the first time I wasn't scared or anxious I just spoke from the heart but I'm going to wrap this one up now and we'll come back this is one of those divergent 
talks on this thing. It had nothing to do with the book read, just a little divergent talk as something came to mind. I gotta run, so I'm gonna wrap this one up. One love, one love, stay blessed, be who you are, be thankful, and your guidance and grace in on you and your life and your family. One love.